we've been getting close to saying um, aided hearing is important. I, I think we should have speaking and uh, as earlier. Um, and uh, again, uh, the teachings of the Aborigines and uh, the use of geographical um, and ecological aspects to their spirituality is quite quite fascinating. Um, many of the uh, teachings, of course, are especially amongst the Aborigines in Africa, came, unfortunately, as I say, with the slave trade to America and influenced um, American religions to a degree. Uh, so they arrived in um, sort of a blend between a mixture of African traditional beliefs and Catholicism and, and in other regards, so things like voodoo um, and others. Uh, and again, um, an interesting mix and blend uh, of these these beliefs. Um, in terms of indigenous um, shamanism, uh, which originated as a term in, in Mongolia but now covers any incursion that sort of steps between the two worlds, the world of uh, an everyday reality and the spirit world. Uh, and the man or woman is able to make that, that jump. Uh, you know, sometimes through the use of drugs, um, sometimes through the use of trance, um, meditation, whatever, but the ability to, to, to move easily from one realm to another. But they move also in the realms of the subconscious. Uh, and so the shamanic tradition is still alive and well um, and has been for thousands of years. And it's quite fascinating. Again, it's, it's often based in understanding the natural world. And uh, one thing about indigenous beliefs is there's not such a rigid separation between the, the sacred and the profane, the, the holy and the secular. Um, they're, they're one, and they interface with each other. And I think we're getting back to that idea in, in some of the um, modern practices that we see um, in, in New Age beliefs, whatever. And that, that idea is that everything is connected in a seamless whole, ra rather than that there's holy things and then there's, there's unholy things. So I, I find that quite interesting, too. Ancient part, um, including um, shamanism, which is ancient and modern, but ancient part was giving rise to very profound and important religions at the time, but ones that are now uh, in the history books or we study maybe in an intellectual frame. So I'm thinking of um, the, the Babylonian and Egyptian uh, systems of belief. Um, again, it's, it's influenced the Bible, and there's many myths in the Babylonian that are also in the early parts of the, the Bible itself, which is fascinating. Um, but also, we're also talking about um, ancient Greece, uh, Persian, and uh, Roman understandings. What I find fascinating is the pantheons of the gods in, in these religions, and similar to each other, of course, Rome very reluctant Greece uh, mythology, um, but they're also similar to what we see in Hinduism as well. And, and all these uh, different civilizations arose uh, from a Indo-European base, and so they, they have commonalities that they share. And the same is uh, true of the Celtic pantheon of understanding as well. All these are, are fascinating systems of belief and quite, quite uh, subtle in many regards and well worth um, investigating. Uh, and so enjoy listening and, and reading about these, these myths and the, the influence uh, 
uh, famously, of course, uh, given the Christmas myth, uh, the man uh, was accounted to the character in the Dirty Wood, but it actually was the Princess Ariadne was um, was a uh, art and art ball. Uh, so interesting. Um, let's see. Uh, what skepticism is good in uh, in Hinduism? Um, we see it in military, right? Because we have taken in quite a lot of uh, forget uh, many ideas of different uh, religions, spirituality, and brought them together. And the reason why that's successful, I think, is because um, everything is recited at the graveside and the spirits are chosen and can bring things on board. Some people don't like that. They say, oh, we're watering down things, we're bringing in things from one part and another and making it fit. Well, I think that's okay because uh, Judaism as a Christianity is much more Christianity it is, than it's Jewish. And in fact, there's more in, in terms of the gospel about Jesus that's Jewish than there is a gospel of Jesus. Um, when they came around to create Christianity, they borrowed a whole lot from Judaism rather than what Jesus actually said. And they borrowed it from in and of itself. And all it is new, you know, um, there's the renewal aspect as well as the oppressive aspect. And you see that uh, in movements like Wicca, uh, neo-paganism, a fascination with earth religion, uh, a fascination with the the mother, uh, the female, because she's been dominated in, in the West by the male image of God, and so that fascination with that. Um, the occult, uh, many many aspects of it, going back to ancient Egypt, um, we get uh, the occultism in the late 19th century, um, and, and through to today. And then we have New Age ideas, um, which, which again is, is a bit of a smorgasbord in itself, you know, bringing, bringing in things that, uh, that make sense the, the way people are interested in, in New Age ideas. Things are a little different in New Age, as we said, because uh, we're, we're more interiorly focused. We're, we're talking about the Christ or the spirit within rather than things in the outer like crystals or uh, divination or whatever, which is fine, but uh, for us energy is to focus on the, the wholeness that's already within us. So I think you can use both. I, I love the Baroque set, for instance, which is a fascinating system, not of just of divination, but of uh, of deep understanding of our own psyche. So that, that's good, too. Um, alternatives. You know, many religions were founded, or uh, spiritual movements were founded, as an alternative to something. When, when things tend to become stultified, then there's a renewal. And I think the Buddha was uh, a little upset with the stultification of the Brahmins through centuries of age and nineteenth century age. In fact, when they were required to remove the cross through the Upanishad writings, uh, which again were in, not in, their, in opposition, but just to the forefront of Buddhism, because the, the ritualistic um, Brahmin priests. And uh, we'll see that in, in the history of Christianity. Of course, um, the Society of Friends, sometimes called the Quakers, uh, rose out of the Quakers and began to get back to the true light, um, the inner light. Uh, and we were not allowed to go to church in churches because they were priests outside. And God spoke to the founder of the priesthood to get the 10,000 people um, at least um, 
what they get back to where their main character is produced and to keep an interest follow up and ask for a little bit of a, a sparkle but you gotta watch it and, uh, and kids like Will Eby think he does it kind of thing and um, the, one of his favorite uh, lines is to be the bard and uh, this is uh, part of, of Judaism and it's uh, it's going to be starting about 40, 40 years ago and now there's uh, a kind of like a million Jewish priests uh, that are allowed to come up to the Maisie Place that's it and the day of the Jews is uh, March 5th I believe and uh, it's, it's it's actually been fun and I found that it takes on a Jewish form and from Taoism from Buddhism and uh, and, and Jeff Bridges who, who plays uh, the, the Jews in the movie actually um, sat down with a German art critic and they wrote a book together uh, the Jews and the German priest and the German art critic is Vincent Dick and you'll be pleased I'm sure there's many more Certainly, as we said, definitely ideas are timely, and especially in uh, Hinduism and Buddhism, which uh, new teachers, new new uh, fragrances, new new um, ways of looking at uh, something. I think uh, Kama Shogun in Buddhism, for instance, is a Tibetan Buddhist, but is teaching her own particular understanding, which is which is very wonderful. Um, and there are other gurus uh, that we know of that. Um, right now that will come up out of, out of India. And I think that's part of this metaphor, isn't it? The canvas being renewing. Uh, as, as long as humans are curious and uh, want to find out why we're here, where are we going, what's it all about, there's going to be some spiritual path associated with that. So there's our smorgasbord. Next week we are at the final um, thought and that will be on the future of religion. Where is it going? So join me for that. In the meantime, have a wonderful week. Bye-bye now.